Hey there, and welcome to another episode of Market Bites. I'm Sam. And I'm Josh. And we're here to break down three of the hottest financial events that happened this week, so you can keep your finger on the pulse. Whether you're on your way to work, at the gym, or wherever and whenever you have the time to get updated. So, are you ready? Let's get into it. This podcast is for information and education purposes only and should not be taken as investment advice, a personal recommendation or an offer of or solicitation to buy or sell any financial instruments. This material has been prepared without taking into account any particular investment objectives or financial situation and has not been prepared in accordance with the legal and regulatory requirements to promote independent research. Past performance is not an indication of future results. Hello, everyone. Welcome back for another episode of the Market Bites podcast. I am Sam North and I am joined by Josh Gilbert. Josh, how are you? I'm very well, Sam. Very well. How are you doing today? Yeah, yeah, very well. Very well. Um, quick one for our listeners and watchers. Please do remember to like, share, subscribe, give us a rating as well. It all helps with the algorithm. It all helps with guests that we can get on that kind of thing. Uh, and it keeps our bosses happy. So uh, please do do that. Uh, another thing to mention, Josh, before we get into the podcast today, is we've got a fantasy football league, haven't we, for the uh, upcoming Premier League, which starts on Friday. I'm sure many of my listeners already have a team. So we're going to create a league. The, league, the link will be in the bio or the comments, whatever you uh, you want to, to click on. Uh, and there'll be prizes throughout the season. So please do make sure everyone joins that. And we'll do regular updates. If you're, is your team ready or have you got a few more changes to do? No, I, I've put it in, um, but it is that sort of little bit of a change in between the season. You doubt yourself, you doubt your picks. Yeah. You start looking at the fixtures ahead. I've changed it a few times. I think, well, I'm just looking now, I've picked up an injury. So I do <laughs> need a change. A little yellow, little yellow warning. 75% yeah, right. chance of playing. So yeah, get in there. Even if you haven't got a team yet, you're thinking, oh, I, you know, I don't want to do it again. Come on, come and join the, the Digestion and Fest League. There will be prizes and they yeah. will be good prizes. We're not yeah. giving them away yet, but if you don't join, you will regret not joining. Yeah, so and, and, and let's say you've got to the end of August to join. Um, yeah. So if you listen to this at a later date other than Friday, you can still join. Um, one thing that I would mention, and I, I did a a webinar podcast with Dan Ariely and he said something to grab about a portfolio and I'm going to use this advice for people with their fantasy football teams all right now if I was to go into your fantasy football team right now and remove everyone and put it into cash which is the 100 million would you then go and make exactly the same team if the answer is no you've got to make those changes ahead of the Friday deadline but look let's get into it today what we're really here for we've got free stocks again just like last week that we're going to go through some that have done very well some not so well. Uh, we've got Palantir, Disney and Alibaba, Josh. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, as you say, you know, all, all those sort of three names there really, not absolute well beaters. They haven't been on top of the world the whole time. Um, but we've got one that's done very well this year and the other two borderline. Um, so, yeah, I think a, a good mix here today. Well, let's start with the, the better one. Uh, first up is, is Palantir, who have already reported their results this week. So actually, maybe not better. We'll find out. Uh, and enough time has passed since that earnings report where we can really get into the reaction, the good points, 
the not so good points uh, and so on. Um, and look, heading into their earnings, they were well up over 100%, even close to 200%, I think, at one point year to date uh, for their share price. So it's another stock where, look, shareholders are happy in the build-up. But as we always say, earnings can change that. They can change one's happiness. Uh, so, Josh, what did you make of it all? Yeah, it was a bit of a mixed reaction from the market. Watch it after the results sort of came through. It initially liked the results, but it sold off uh, yesterday, um, which was a Tuesday night session. Mm. Maybe a slightly heightened sell-off due to that sort of broader NASDAQ sell-off that we, we've sort of had, given that we're seeing a bit of a breather from markets. Um, but overall, I don't think investors you know, that own this stock will be too disappointed um i'm not sure there's you know a huge amount in there which is going to make investors you know rush out and and buy it if you didn't already own it i don't think it was groundbreaking news but i think it was a relatively decent performance so, you know four-year guidance was raised on revenue and operating income i think the street expected a little bit more than that which is is sort of why We've seen, uh, you know, that I think it was a five, six percent sell off, but it was as much as eight or nine percent earlier in the session. Um, customer base grew by 38 percent year over year. That was driven by increased adoption across its sort of product suite. And the good point that Palantir have is they've got government and commercial level contracts, which is why a lot of people sort of really like the business. But the big news that was was a stock buyback, um, a billion dollars. And I think that reflects the company's conviction on where the business is sort of heading, especially for a business of, of this size and this in, in this phase of its, of it, of its growth, um, particularly given that it's only had three consecutive quarters of profitability. You know, you, it's not very often that you see, a business come through with a buyback that early on and it you know insinuates that they see this business moving in the right direction and, and see that that billion dollars is 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 better invested in the stock than it is investing in you know anything else um but i think they they had some strong cost discipline in, in the quarter as well margins uh, and profitability were up and i think that the reason why the stock has done so well this year if you know, if people listening to this don't know, Palantir has been in the AI game for a while. When this stock first listed, it was a stock that I was very interested in because of its sort of AI business. And it has been flexing its muscles this year. Hence, as we said, that huge jump in, in the share price that we've seen this year. But as I say, I think we're talking about that sort of sell-off and I think it comes for a number of reasons, maybe a little bit of disappoint disappointment on on outlook but i think a lot of it is coming from the hype of ai that's sent up the share price up this year it's not really coming through on revenue growth we saw 13 percent revenue growth year over year which was the lowest growth we've seen in a long time um and you know again given all of this hype it just ultimately shows that you know for now we're not seeing that ai you know translate into sort of revenue per se but and this is a big but. The CEO is clearly backing the business, mm -hmm. given the share buyback. And he was on Bloomberg on Monday. And he he said that they have, Palantir has the chance of being the most important and the biggest software company in the world. And I think that's a huge statement to go on to Bloomberg and to be that confident in the business. It's a big call and it means they've got to deliver. You've got to back it up. Mm -hmm. um, 
you know, because that, you know, if a, if a Premier League manager said they're going to go and, and win the Premier League <laughs> and, and confident about it and don't, you're often not going to last very long. Yeah. Um. So I think, you know, there's, there's a few hurdles. I think they've got to get into the S&P 500. That's a, that's the next inclusion. That's the next hurdle. They've got to be profitable for a year. It's done three consecutive quarters. So it's on the way. But again, it's clearly a name that investors are going to watch in this AI race and, and should watch in this AI race. And the rollout of its AI platform has has seen unprecedented demand in their own words. But again, that at some point needs to translate into cold, hard numbers. And we just aren't seeing it from these companies yet. So AI is is you know is bidding up these share prices, but it isn't quite having the effect that I think investors were hoping for. Maybe NVIDIA can change that around, but for now, it is still a lot of hype. Yeah, yeah, and I can see that. Uh, I mean, listen, from where we closed last night, so Tuesday's market close, um, where if we were to go make a new all-time high for Palantir, it'd be 164% return, that high from November 2021. I mean, that's a long, long way away. In terms of where we're trading right now, there's a couple of interesting support levels where I think if people do believe in this stock, they would like the idea that it can come to there to be a base to then push on and 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 1450 not a bad level which was some of the highs that we saw at the very beginning of 2022 we had a little bit of support once we broke through that this year uh, and failing that around 1031 uh, is, is quite a good level yes both of those would, would mean we have to sell off a little bit more to get there but i think that might um, act as a bit of more of a value area for investors uh, you mentioned earlier as well the nasdaq's are sort of coming under a little bit of uh pressure in, in certainly last week and it's finding a little bit of support now on that really key uh level fifteen thousand two fifty. the s&p very similar so as a bit of a line in the sand bit of a guide for you know the, the remainder of august we know september seasonality is not great you, you probably want to see fifteen thousand two hundred fifty. Uh, remain as support for NASDAQ and not act as resistance. So keep an eye on that one for the shorter, medium and longer term traders. Uh, look, next up for us is Vault Disney. For those who have looked at the chart recently, we'll just see how low historically it is. I mean, the only positive uh, is where we're trading now. Uh, we've also had a bit of a bounce from historically. We're, we're trading sort of around 88 dollars uh we were there december last year where we had a bounce up to 120 before that we were there uh the pandemic so march 2020 and we went all the way up to 201 we were also here uh in 2014 uh, uh where it acted as support so if you bought disney in 2014 only as one op, uh, one uh, transaction, you'd be uh, sitting at a grand total zero percent returns. Of course, uh, if you dollar cost average, you'd probably still be under a, a bit of pressure as well, as it has gone a lot higher from eighty eight all the way to two hundred and two. So investors will be less happy. Uh, but look, we have got the earnings coming out, um, and if we're going to push on from here, earnings offer that. Uh, possibility that is the reason why we go higher uh, i'm tempted to say it can't get much worse uh, but we've seen over the last couple of years that if you do miss your earnings 
you, you can get worse. I mean, Snapchat for for one, I think that had a, a period of, of super growth over the years and then missed earnings like two, three times and it was down 20, 30, 40%. Uh, so it didn't go too and well. Every time it reports earnings, it does that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I wonder if there's any value investors out there that are interested. Um, it might be an interesting level also for technical traders. But Josh, heading into the earnings report, then let's get into it. What are we, uh, what are we looking for? Yeah, look, top level views out, Sam. I think you've got to agree with everything you said there. And especially in terms of if we just think about it from a business perspective, mm. I just can't see this business going anywhere and, and not thriving for, for sort of generations to come. Parks, films, entertainment, yeah. streaming. Again, you know, we, we had those struggles with Netflix earlier on, uh, you know, a couple of, what was it, 18 months ago? Yeah. Subscriber numbers were getting smashed pretty hard. People were writing it off. It's dead. It's never coming back. Yeah. Now the business is thriving again, revenue growth, looking to the sort of the future. So I think, you know, we're always going to have this type of, you know, um, you know, it, it's a cyclical business in the sense that, you know, there is going to be ups, there is going to be downs, but I think long term, you know, that there is going to be, um, you know, a lot of positivity for, for this business, but it is struggling. The business is, is sort of struggling. And I think they've got to get, the, get, get out of this rut. Um, we, we, we've discussed on the podcast before about CEO Bob Iger, who, who sort of came back from a hiatus. He's back at the helm. And, and I think that can bring some positivity to investors because I think he is someone who can make the business more efficient and lead them back onto the, the path of, of success. And I think the efficiency element is, is going to be a focal point for, for earnings. We've seen that for, for a lot of companies, it's been the focal point, you know, Meta, um, Amazon, Amazon's efficiency really paid off operating income more than doubled in the quarter. And, and also are, are they executing on that? You know, when Bob Iger came back in, he mentioned a lot of co cost cutting. Um, I think they're, they're selling off, you know, various parts of, of the business, um, diluting some of their assets. And I think they, you know, that that's absolutely fine. They, they can, they can do that with areas. They don't feel that maybe have the same growth potential as something like Disney, but Disney plus. And I guess that is where, you know, we're, we're going to see a lot of the, the sort of growth and the potential in, in the future. And it, it comes through that streaming business. And I think we've got to see that route to profitability for that business because the market expects it to be profitable next year. And if that changes, the street is going to be thoroughly disappointed in my view, because Disney plus has been, has been promised as well, you know, investors have been promised Disney plus to be profitable in 2024. And that's been the talk for a while. And as an investor, if that's what you're hoping for and you don't get that, you know, that's going to really annoy you even more, um, especially if you've been patient with this stock and, you know, you, you're a long-term investor. Um, that is key to growth. And I think that will really put the stock on the back foot if, if, if that changes. But again, I think if we see that efficiency coming through, you know, if it can, you know, get a little bit of Cinderella dust out and, and sprinkle around Love maybe, it. Love it. Um, and we can see a bit of magic from it, then, I think there's there's the potential there, but again, coming back to Disney Plus, it is under pressure, just like what we had with with Netflix. They're expected to to um, to actually lose subscribers. Um, it's coming in at 155 million. That would signify the third consecutive de decline in their subscriber numbers, and it would only be two percent growth year over year from the same period last year, and and that's pretty tepid. And and I think it, again, it's facing those issues that that Netflix had. So it is a bit of a worry, but again, I wouldn't get too caught up on it if we're looking at what happened with Netflix. But bottom line, there are clearly worries there from investors because we've got slow, slowing advertising revenues, 
direct to consumer declines the, the the sort of the park trends are, are sort of tailing off now after a big jump after covid opening uh, we've obviously got then throw in what we've got with these hollywood strikes that's a pretty bad tasting cocktail when you get all of that in there um but i think overall as i say from a business perspective there's there's a lot to like if you if you're looking long term you're not looking at the short term if you can look past you know what is happening right now and and we can believe what management say we can believe that there is a road to profitability for streaming in tv in say something like espn and and to get its parks back to to the top um again you can't write off this business i think there's still plenty of potential there um but we've got to start seeing signs of them turning these problems around yeah we do and a bad earnings report would would send this to a historical low uh, and if we do get below this sort of uh, 88 80 dollar uh, handle it would be the lowest we've traded since april 2014 uh it just so happens that that area is 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 an area i do like risk reward wise i think it makes sense of course in a diversified portfolio you're going to have stocks that don't do well but the risk here i think is, is relatively limited much below 80 you don't want any interest in this right now but if it does find support i mean the last three times it's done uh or come to this area it, it's gone you know higher by by quite some way but look, let's wait to see uh, what happens with that earnings report. It could be that we're sitting here next week and 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 people are very happy or not so happy or continuation of that, I guess. Our last one is 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 one that I imagine is is quite a popular stock or or has been. You know, the share price is a little bit lower than its highs. It's Alibaba. Uh, I mean, their their journey that they've been on share price wise over the years has been incredible. Strong moves higher, big moves lower. And I guess you could argue over the last couple of months, a period of stability, which has led to a bit of a lack of direction. Josh, what do we need to focus on here? I mean, look for the for the long term investor. And I, like I said, I know there are quite a few of those. Uh, what do they need to be seeing to still be comfortable holding? Because it can be quite a tough thing to to sort of do that. You know, if you if you are in a stock, maybe it's Disney or it's like Alibaba where it, it's near a low, it's way off its all-time high. It's not necessarily doing too much. But you know, how how can we as longer term investors still be comfortable holding this stock? Yeah, and, and I think it goes for for again for any of the businesses that we've sort of spoke about i think if if you can see a, a view of of, a, of the business long term where it's heading and nothing fundamentally changes from earnings report to earnings report hmm. then there's and there's still a reason there's still a reason for you to own that business unless anything fundamentally changes from from when you bought it um and you know there's a couple of things that you've got to sort of look at in terms of i think we could use meta as an example where yeah. one did call it dead yeah. but when we, we we look back and when it was trading at its value that it was and and you know i think you've got to believe in management for one you know i think i think i might have even said on this podcast not to write off mr zuckerberg and it was exactly that you couldn't write him off because he knows social networks like the back of his hand he's been doing this for many many years yes what he was doing with the metaverse venture might have not been the best idea at the time but it also came at a time when he probably didn't expect sort of um you know such a strong slowdown in advertising spend so he goes into efficiency mode and he brings the business back and he attracts users back and and he he makes products like threads like reels to, to compete with with sort of TikTok. and i guess that goes for all of these businesses is disney is competing with apple tv it's competing with netflix does it have the management to to sort of compete with these 
does does the management have the uh, the right vision? Can they compete with these stocks? You know, is profitability and earnings still on the rise? Are margins moving in the right direction? It's all sort of really important to consider. And then I guess Alibaba, it's a bit of a different take at the moment because, well, first things first, China's economy slipped into deflation territory today. So that's not a great start for any business in an economy that has to deal with that. And I think, you know, that's going to obviously sort of blur the outlook, I think, straight away. I think the only silver lining to an you know an economy falling into deflation is that it should probably prompt uh, China's policymakers to act and, and hand down stimulus measures, which I think if that is the case, I think should be pretty good news for a lot of those sort of Chinese related stocks. So um, there's some positivity there, I think, with that. But at the start of the year with Alibaba, we had that initial spike when obviously China was out of sort of COVID zero. But it's been in a bit of a steep decline ever since, and it's only just marginally up for the year. It's picked up a little bit from those recent lows with um, China saying they would sort of stop cracking down on on these sort of internet companies. But again, we're we're sort of trading at the moment at, at around about 11 times um, for forward earnings, um, and that's below its average of 12 times forward earnings, which again still seems relatively cheap. But it, again, it it's pricing in the risks that you have with one, the Chinese economy, two Chinese regulators, and the the idea that, you know, Alibaba's growth has maybe peaked for the time being. And that's why it's at that particular level. So for those that that sort of weren't that aren't aware, the business is set to spin off into six different business units as well. That was announced earlier in the year. The idea is to sort of unlock value from all of these businesses and and ultimately at some point list them on um, various exchanges. And this is obviously an opportunity, I think, but it's also going to be a challenge. You're spinning off, obviously, a range of different businesses that cover retail, cloud computing, um, logistical services, e-commerce. I think they've got delivery businesses, digital media and entertainment. You know, it's huge. So I think we will probably get some more updates on on that uh, from earnings this week. But I think investors should remember that it could take years to complete that. And, you know, that value coming through might take, uh, you know, plenty of time. But expectations for the quarter are for USD uh, revenue of 30 billion. It's important to note USD because of uh, the yuan. Um, but that's down six and a half percent from a year ago. Um, but margins are set to improve on cost reductions. So overall, look, I think. This is a tricky one with with Alibaba. Again, it's it's a stock that I think has great potential. But again, when you've got the economic troubles of China, you know, deflation, consumers are going to pull back on spending because you know you've got price spirals happening. It doesn't paint a pretty picture over the next couple of quarters. But maybe AI can come and save Alibaba. Um, it's announced it's releasing a chatbot, which it will integrate across its sort of product suite as well. Um, that could maybe save the day. But at the same time, we know that powering AI isn't cheap. It, you know, it, it uses plenty of energy. It's really energy intensive. Um, and that's going to put some pressure on its cloud division um, because that's going to raise costs if they're going to be running this thing as well. So I think Alibaba Cloud will be will be an area of the of the business to to sort of watch but i think look ultimately listen for more conversation around the split up of these businesses and the timelines and it's important to remember that i think the bar is pretty low heading in 
So I think the bar is pretty low. And what we always say, when the bar is pretty low, it leaves you some room for an upside surprise. But long term, I think there is still value in this business. But I think you, you're going to have to be patient if you want to own this business. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Much like Disney, right? Um, share price wise, I think if we can finish the week above $100 a share, uh, it'd be a, a good win for the Bulls. Uh, it will. However, if we finish below 80 uh, which again, you know, of a big share price reaction either way isn't impossible, then I think investors will be uh, fearing the worst and we could be moving back down to some of those lows that we saw in March. So, yeah, let's wait and see. Of course, uh, there are some other companies reporting this week, but those are the three we've, we've gone for. It'd be really interesting to see how they progress in you know six months' time. Because we talked about Netflix when they were under big pressure. We talked about Meta when they were under big pressure. And it's hard to write those off at the time. And obviously, they're, they're sort of thriving a lot more now. Is that going to be the case in a year's time that Disney and Alibaba are a lot higher than where they are trading right now? Let us know in the comments if you think so. On that note, we'll we'll wrap it. Reminder, like, share, subscribe, give rating, uh, Fantasy Football League code or invitation whatever you want to call it is in the comments for you all to check out as well joshua thank you very much thanks everyone for listening and make sure you join that league because it's going to be a, a fierce competition this year absolutely take care everyone you have been listening to digest and invest by etoro for more information use etoro.com 